0: Welcome to the Relaunch Your Career Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Lambert, career and interview coach and founder of Relaunch Me, where we help you find the work that you were meant to do. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Relaunch Your Career Podcast. I am Claire Pickard, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Claire Pales. Claire is the author of the best-selling book, The Secure CIO. A podcast host and director of 27 Lanterns, a consulting company committed to helping organizations create and sustain effective information and cyber security teams. She has 17 years of experience establishing teams and leading award winning security strategies throughout Australia and Asia, including Hong Kong, China, and India. Her focus is now to grow and coach information. Security professionals and help businesses to establish exceptional information security practices. Based in Melbourne, Claire is a sought after speaker, an industry writer, and advocate for people in cyber. Claire, welcome to the podcast. I'm thrilled to have you here as a guest today to talk to us about all things cyber security. It's such an interesting and fast growing industry, and I thought that it would be valuable today to give our listeners some insight into the industry, the different roles that exist and perhaps some of the career opportunities that may be available for someone looking at moving into the industry. Claire, we first met back in 2008 when you were working at Telstra and I was helping you recruit for your fraud analyst team. Since then, your career in the information security or cyber security industry has soared taking you to Hong Kong, China, India, and back again to Australia, where you now successfully run your own consulting business. To start with, are you able to just give our listeners a little bit of an overview of your career journey to date, some of the decisions you may have made along the way, and ultimately how you came to run your own business?
1: Thanks, Claire, for having me on the podcast today Um, and thanks for the introduction. Mm -hmm. Um, My career has been uh, all in security since uh, the very start. I've got a degree in police studies and I really had an interest in uh, how, I guess, crime and criminal activity happened and, uh, I guess, how the police managed that. And so I started my cybersecurity adventure, I suppose, way back at university. And I came out of there and, and met a couple of people who were working at Telstra, got an opportunity to work in their corporate security team. And that was really the start of opening my eyes to how security worked in a corporate environment. I spent a number of years at Telstra, 11 years at Telstra actually in the end and while I was there I worked in uh, one of their small legal teams at Census. I worked in corporate security for five years as an expert witness Um, and I worked giving evidence in court on behalf of usually the prosecution about um, the telecommunication records that that Telstra was collecting. So that was a fascinating job and uh, one that I moved on from in order to lead a fraud team which is as you mentioned, where you and I met and uh, and had the opportunity to work in fraud, which is, again, a, just a different style of, of security. And when I left Telstra, I took a year off and, and had my second child and then I had an opportunity to apply for a job in Hong Kong as the head of information security for a power company that covered four countries. And while I thought that was a bit of a stretch for me, I um, I, I did the interview and I flew up to Hong Kong and met the team there and, and essentially got the job. And it was a pretty crazy three and a half years. I probably got 10 years experience in that time. Um, I made a decision to surround myself with uh, really strong technical staff because I knew that that was part of my ability to lead the team to the success at the end of our strategy. And uh, so we all played a part. I absolutely saw those, those guys in Hong Kong as my peers. Together, we delivered a cybersecurity strategy there um, face-to-face to all 5,000 staff, and uh, it was a huge accomplishment and one that I was sad to leave, but I came back to Australia in 2015 and I spent a year um, as a head of information security at SportsBet And then I went out on my own and and built my business. And I really wanted to run a company that was giving back to the information security industry, but there were plenty of cyber consultancies out there and I really thought that recruitment was an area where there wasn't many companies doing a great job around security recruitment. And so I took the opportunity to take all my skills across my career and provide a product to market, which both gave recruitment and interim leadership services. So I work as an interim leader, as an interim head of information security, for example, while I also recruit my successor. And that to me gives uh, the CIO, which is usually the boss of a a head of security, the opportunity to reduce risk straight away. They don't have an empty seat when they're hiring and, uh, and I can use my network and my experience to help really find the right candidate to put into that chair so being passionate about the security industry you know might the last 20 years and continue to try to serve that industry in the best way that i can
0: wow what an extraordinary career to date you talked about how security works in a corporate environment Um, the demand for cyber professionals is you know increasing at such a rapid rate are you perhaps able to give us an understanding of the different types of roles or the different areas within cybersecurity and perhaps what they involve?
1: Sure. I think um, no matter how big your organisation is, there's a a number of functions that the security team needs to um, execute and and services that they need to provide to the business. And whether or not that happens from within the team or using outsourced partners, uh, most organisations, big and small, need a number of security services to be delivered. And some of those are quite technical and so you might need to hire or obtain um, capabilities around testing of, of software or you might need to find analytical skills. So you might look for security analysts. Um, but you also need the sort of more assurance and audit and governance side of security. So most organisations would have an information security policy. A lot of organisations need to meet certain legal or regulatory requirements and so for that, you need some people in your team that can help you to make sure you're aligning with those compliance needs. So there's sort of two sides, I guess. Um, one side is is quite technical. And, you know, we've talked about um, testing of, of networks. Uh, that's things like penetration testers and security control testers. There is also the side where we're looking at the more governance. And then above all of that, you've got the leadership. So you might have Um, a head of information security you might have a cyber security leader or you might have a chief information security officer and no matter what their title is VP of security the most senior person in the organization will usually have a role around security communication as well. So dealing with the board, dealing with potentially an audit committee, dealing with third parties and being able to be the voice of security. So there's a lot of skills in information security that are not solely focused on having a computer engineering degree or a, um, a software engineering degree, for example. There are many jobs out there that require um, you to have softer skills such as, and I don't like calling them soft skills, but softer skills such as analysis or um, stakeholder management or leadership.
0: What what would be a typical kind of study background, I guess for want of a better word, um, for someone in you know, in the industry, technical and non-technical? And I guess maybe more importantly, what what do you see as some of the key skills and attributes that are most important? Um, so what sort of, I suppose, what sort of person would be a good fit for the industry in terms of their kind of value alignment and uh, key capabilities?
1: So there's not a typical study background for cybersecurity professionals. There are information security Um, qualifications you can get all the way down to TAFE level, um, at bachelor level, master's, PhD. There are lots of dedicated security courses that you can do. There's also the more more traditional style like a computer engineering course or or an information systems course. Um, And then there's also, I guess, the background of those people who come out of professions such as risk, or they come out of audit, or those types of backgrounds that are, are not computer engineering as such but they are a typical study background I guess if you're heading in the direction of of governance and risk. Some of the key skills though and attributes that I think are key for security professionals uh, are certainly things like curiosity, Um, they're certainly things like attention to detail, um, integrity, high integrity, uh, analytical skills, questioning skills, leadership skills, and relationship skills i think out of all of those building relationships and dealing with stakeholders is one of the key skills that an information security leader needs to um, work on because there are a lot of technically sound people out there who are brilliant minds when it comes to analysis and testing of of networks but at the end of the day those people need to be able to have conversations or write reports in order for clients or or bosses or internal customers to consume the outputs of the security team. So, you know, the, the real supporting skills and attributes are just as important as that study background around, you know, potentially computer engineering or systems or, or cyber security courses in themselves.
0: Mm. So, you know, we often um, talk with people who might be interested in moving into a more technical uh, focused role. Um, before changing careers, we encourage our clients to spend time, you know, researching and exploring a particular area um, before they kind of make a jump, if you like. If someone was considering a career change into cyber, you know, out of perhaps some of the industries or some of the um, areas that you discussed just before, what do you think that they would need
1: to research, you know, um, So I would say that a change of career into cyber, I couldn't recommend it more highly. I think it's a really amazing community of professionals and uh, a very welcoming community of professionals who are very giving. So if you wanted to get into cybersecurity, one of the key things I would recommend that you do is to attend events. And I know at the moment that's very challenging because um, in-person events are not occurring, but to try to um, join organisations such as the Australian Information Security Association or the Australian Women in Security Network, those types of groups where you can uh, meet other professionals who are in security already and you can understand some of the career paths that they have um, taken. And secondly, when you attend those events, you often hear about the challenges that the industry is experiencing. And then as a person wanting to enter the industry, what problems you might be solving on a day-to-day basis and you know having that understanding of where the industry is at, the types of people that are in the industry and, and what you might have to therefore offer the industry is um, something I think you can do independently and it helps with your research around where you might fit. In terms of a qualification that would guarantee you finding a role, a lot of people sit on the fence around Uh, postgraduate qualifications such as certificates um, in you know a a CISSP or a CISM or those types of qualifications because um, for starters you need uh, experience in the industry in order to even apply for some of those qualifications but also while having a qualification like that gives a common language it doesn't necessarily guarantee you of getting a job. So, there are some misconceptions out there about um, the types of qualifications you can get that will guarantee you getting a job because it's not necessarily the case. What I would say is if you have an opportunity to within your own organization to sit with the security team, talk to them about their careers, take an interest in in how they've come to to be where they are, that will open your eyes into the opportunities that might be out there for you. Seconding so into the security team is a great one. Um, understanding what the security team in your own organisation does will, I guess, give you an opportunity to use your um, corporate knowledge of the business that you're in and apply that to some of the challenges that the security team might be facing.
0: Um, In your experience, what are some of the more, you know, common career paths that you've seen for someone transitioning into the industry?
1: Certainly I've seen um, people come out of risk um, I know a colleague of mine in the industry who was um, in the insurance space and she moved into um, risks around that that sort of insurance side and then into the cybersecurity team and then has now built her own cybersecurity consultancy. I was talking to a cyber recruiter this week who has decided to go and get some qualifications around cyber because he's so vested in the industry that uh, he wanted to go and, and get some qualifications to upskill himself. So... Risk is certainly an area um, that people come from. Audit is certainly an area that people come from. Communications, really amazing uh, writers, um, do really well in cybersecurity because we really need people who can articulate risks in a um, in a corporate fashion. I would also say that people who come out of consultancy firms have a really good ability to solve problems and work kind of on the fly and. And be able to, I guess, be calm in a crisis because often in consultancy firms, you are working very long hours to solve problems for clients uh, in the most efficient and effective way that you can. And a lot of people who work in security are also ex-military or police officers. So, you know, they have that inquisitive investigative mind and uh, they're able to transfer those skills into um, the workplace or the corporate workplace where um, they've learnt them through um. Their, their military career or or law enforcement careers. So there's lots of different places that you can come from in order to end up in cyber or information security. But but they're, they're just a few.
0: Thanks, Claire. That's that's amazing. I
1: um certainly didn't realise the
0: yeah the, the varied career paths that some people um, can take into into cyber. So it actually sounds like a lot of particularly the technical side of things. It sounds like that. You know, perhaps you spend a lot of time in front of a computer, that's analyzing data or information or working with systems. Is this the case? And you know, perhaps can you give us an idea of what the typical day or week would look like for um, for some of those you know people in those roles?
1: So the typical day or week, uh, as you might imagine, can be quite varied, and um, a lot of what security teams do is. Serve the business. So, yes, there are policies that need enforcement, but there's also projects that need security advice. Um, There's also conversations to be had around new products that might be being launched into the market, and therefore um, the developers or the the product or marketing teams might come to security and say, Hey, we want to launch this new product, but we're a bit concerned about protecting the the data that we're collecting from our, our customers. There could be opportunities to speak at events, which um, the security industry is very generous with their time in speaking at events and sharing their experience. There's also a lot of report writing to be done, letting the board know, letting the audit committee know what's been happening in the business. Um, Most security leaders will be following a strategy. So really trying to deliver on their own projects and their own timelines to build new security function and controls into the organisation. There's a lot of time spent meeting with different parts of the business to help them to make sure they're meeting the security obligations of the organization. And then there's also every time a business consults with a third party and wants to contract with a third party, the security team may want to talk to that third party about, Hey, are you going to be protecting our customers data the same way that we protect it? So there are opportunities to within the working week to deal with so many different people and, give advice in so many different areas um, where the organisation can then make decisions, risk-based decisions, as to which direction they might go, how much security they might put in place to balance also with usability and customer requirements and and also meeting regulatory and legal obligations as well. So it's pretty intense working in security and often, in fact, um, security leaders and security professionals experience burnout because Um, it's a 24-7 job for a lot of people, which is probably a really good point is uh, I didn't mention earlier that resilience is a huge attribute um, Mm -hmm. that organisations need to realise when they're hiring a security professional. Some way of testing their resilience is really key because it is often a thankless job working in the security team, um, and yet it is high demand and and quite intense.
0: Mm, It certainly sounds that way. So perhaps for some of our listeners who might be at the early stages of their career and perhaps interested in starting a career in cyber, what do you think, uh, you know, the sorts of interests or subjects they might have enjoyed at school, you know, how could they sort of start out and what sort of graduate opportunities might there be available in certain industries?
1: So from a STEM perspective, science, technology, engineering and maths, um, that's often the direction that, that students will take to go into more technical fields. But having said that, there are now people talking about not STEM but STEAM and adding an A for arts into that. And, mm. um, you know, there are, I guess, the, the mindset of the person and the skills and experience they have will depend on which direction they want to go with their careers. But um, there is certainly a, if you enjoy maths and, and those types of subjects, then you might go down the path of a more technical Um, problem solving type degree. Um, But there is also, as I've said previously, the comms side of things, the communication, the support, the marketing, the interaction with with the government, the interaction with regulators, the interaction with third parties. You know, we really need people with those strong kind of leadership and, and communication skills as well. So No matter what you've enjoyed at school, there are many opportunities within information and cybersecurity to to get a job. From a graduate perspective, um, the obvious uh, programs that are out there are are the big four, so PwC, EY, KPMG and Deloitte. But then there are also the big banks. They offer um, graduate programs as well. Telstra offers graduate programs. But there are also lots of opportunities within smaller organisations where it might not be a graduate program as such, but they often welcome in people who are early in their careers um, and you can get an amazing breadth of experience. So a lot of those jobs come through networking. And as I mentioned earlier, really getting involved in ASA and the AWSN and attending events, getting known to people will really help you to get a job and getting your Uh, thoughts understood and and maybe taking opportunities to speak at events if you can or be part of round tables where you can voice your opinion gets people to understand the type of person that you are and the type of things that you're passionate about within the industry as well so grads um, getting a job as a grad isn't just about applying to graduate programs where you're competing with thousands of others it's about finding innovative ways to get work as well And I would add to that that grads aren't just people who have come out of university in their early 20s. Um, Those uh, types of actions, you know, joining different organisations and volunteering and being part of the security community, it doesn't matter if you're 18 or 48 or 68, you can still use networking as a really great way to find um, job opportunities.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we talk about the importance of networking and building connections, um, you know, in a particular industry when when people are transitioning into a different uh, career path. Um, apart from the networking and attending events, is there any other advice that you can give for people who might be considering a career change into the industry?
1: I would certainly look at the skills that you have and what which of those skills you think would be transferable. So really being able to articulate where you've been in your career and how those skills that you've learnt over, over the jobs that you've had, how you can apply them to cyber. So really trying to understand what you can offer to a new position in the cybersecurity industry is really important because if you're not a, um, if you don't have a traditional cybersecurity background like we've talked about earlier, yes, it's a breadth, but if you haven't had roles in cyber before, then being able to show how the skills you've got would make you a great candidate um, are extremely important. Um, And I guess the other thing that we spoke about earlier is, you know, looking at the cybersecurity team within your own organisation and if that's a place that you could start to um, learn some new skills in cyber.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Internal opportunities and, like you said, job shadowing, secondments, they're all great ways to broaden your understanding of um, of the business and, you know, different areas uh, of the business. So just finally, can you tell us a little bit more about your business and perhaps how someone can find you?
1: Sure. So I mentioned um, a little bit earlier about the work that I do in providing interim leadership services and also recruitment services for heads of information security or chief information security officer roles. Um, I've been doing this for the last four years and I've found that most of my clients have been financial services but I'm more than happy to branch out um, into other verticals as well. And the ability that that I can provide that service to clients, you know, the feedback that I've had has really been around that opportunity to reduce risk straight away and even though they've got a, um, an opportunity in the market, they've got somebody that can talk to the board or can look at projects um, and provide security advice no matter how long it takes to fill the role. So that's that's my business. That's uh, what I've been up to. It's just me at the moment. So um, I, I'm hoping the business will scale in in the years to come. And uh, people can find me by going to my website, www.27lanterns.com. Um, I've also got my own podcast called The Secure CIO that you can listen to and you can also find me on LinkedIn.
0: Amazing. Claire, thank you for joining me. It's been great to have you here and I think that you've um, really given our listeners an enormous amount of insight and knowledge into the industry. Um, Thank you for sharing your passion. You clearly um, enjoy what you do and love what you do. Um, I think today has been particularly helpful for those who might be know, interested in starting out in cybersecurity and some of the skills, um, you know, and attributes needed, but also equally um, how um, someone might go about, you know, making a career career transition into, um, into the world of information security. So, thanks again so much for your time. I really appreciate it
1: today. Thanks, Claire. It's been great to chat.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Relaunch Your Career. If you did, please subscribe, share with your friends, leave a review or connect with us on social media at Relaunch Me Career Consulting. If you have any questions about the episode or the work that we do, then contact us via the website relaunchme.com.au. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.